The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to go from 100 grand a year to 500 grand a year in the shortest possible time. So I've been running a series. Uh, The first in the series was getting out of debt uh, to zero. The second in the series was going from zero to 100K in the shortest possible time. This is the third in the series, how to go from 100K to 500K in the shortest possible time. Next in the series will be 500K to a million, then a million to 5 million, then 5 million to 10 million, then 10 million to 20 million. Now, I don't do more than 20 million a year. So when I do 50 million a year, I'll teach you the 20 million to 50 million. Now, the reason I'm doing this as like a series is because making money isn't the same strategies at the different stages. What you need to do to get out of debt is not the same as what you need to do to go from 100 grand a year to 500 grand a year. Now, of course, maybe you're in this position yourself where you're between 100 and 500 grand a year, or maybe you just want to know how to go through the stages the quickest. So there are 11 main elements, I believe, of going from 100 grand a year to 500 grand a year. I'm going to cover them right now in some good detail. Now, if you haven't listened to the others in the series, Out of Debt to Zero, no matter how big the debt is, uh, and Zero to 100 grand a year, they're on my money podcast. So if you just uh, search on iTunes or Stitcher, you'll find those in the series. Um, right. So Chris has said loud and clear, let's go, let's go. 11 ways I believe, to get you from zero, uh, from 100 grand a year to 500 grand a year the quickest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to list them all out for you, and then I'm going to go back through them in a bit more detail. So the first one is you're probably going to need at least four staff. You're probably going to need up to maybe 10 staff. And I'm going to tell you the four staff I think you'll need to, um, you know, to, to sort of get yourself there the quickest. Um, the second thing is when you go from zero to 100 grand a year, your sweat equity, how hard you work is important. But 100 to 500 grand a year, it's about leverage. So it's not about working hard. It's about working smarter. So that's the second thing I'll explore. The third one is you have to let go to grow. Um, And I'll talk about how you can let go um, to uh, grow uh, the quickest. The fourth thing is about understanding key result areas and income generating tasks. The fifth thing is partnerships, joint ventures and other areas to um, grow your revenue and reach. The sixth is monitoring the KPIs. Uh, The seventh is knowing what your business really is and isn't and what I believe you are now. The eighth is you probably need a real office uh, and not just a bedroom or a laptop. We'll talk about that. Uh, The ninth is uh, maybe you've got to move away from family and friends and favours to have real staff and, you know, kind of like a real business. Number 10 is um, saving money and not just making it because now you have overhead and you're not lean anymore. Uh, And then number 11 is getting referrals because obviously you have customers so you can get referrals from them. So here we go then, a little bit of a deep dive in each one. So you're going to need staff between 100 grand a year and 500 grand a year. Some people want the laptop lifestyle. They want outsourcers, et cetera. But if you want to do half a million a year, you're going to need people. So I believe that the first four staff you're going to need are admin or PA, operations, sales and marketing. Now, I'm gobsmacked at how many companies are doing a few hundred grand a year and they have no one in marketing. And if they had some marketing staff, they could be up to a million a year. I'd probably argue when I do the 500 grand to a million in the series that, um, you know, getting more marketing staff and more sales staff and being really um, heavily marketing and sales focused will get you there the quickest. 
So do you have four staff, yeah, or more? And if you do have four staff or more, do you have someone managing all your operations? Because if you have to do operations, you can't do vision, strategy, sales, leadership. Um, do you have someone in sales? Uh, do you have someone doing marketing? And if you're still doing marketing, you can't really scale because usually in a hundred grand a year plus business, the owner is doing sales and marketing and operations. And of course, that's unsustainable for you to do all that. So you've got to kind of like um, replicate and duplicate and triplicate yourself and take some of your roles and hire staff on them. Uh, so PA stroke admin, because when you get to this size, 100 grand a year plus, all the admin that you're doing is taking you away from sales, from marketing, from income generating tasks, from key result areas. So you have to liberate your time to be able to put your time back into those income generating tasks, which means no admin, no, you know, no bookkeeping, uh, you know, replying to private messages, maybe even managing your email, all of this stuff that takes your time that you feel you've got to do takes you away from revenue generation. So summary then, the four staff, the first four staff I believe you'll probably need, PA stroke admin, ops, sales and marketing. OK, the second thing is once you get 100, 200, 300 grand a year, you work harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And actually, it starts to reverse the benefit, because if you're working really hard, there's only a certain amount of money that you can make on your own time. You know, even if you charge five grand an hour, of course, if you do 40, 50, 60 hours a week, there, there's a ceiling. So you need to start working smarter. You need to think about leverage. You know, you need to think about systems, processes, training, onboarding. Uh, and, and that means you've got to step back. You've got to hand over tasks, responsibility to others. Uh, you've got to use your ideas, your creativity, your resourcefulness, your strategic thinking. You've maybe got to research the market and the competition, going finding really good, big, successful mentors and, you know, working out how to take your business to, you know, for, for 10 years from now or, you know, figuring out how to get it to half a million and then a million and then five million. And that is not by sticking your ass in the air and dig, 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 because you could just be digging in the wrong place. So stop working harder. Stop listening to all these Americans going hustle, grind and 10x. That's fine if you're in debt and you're 21 and you're living with your parents. Work hard, work hard. That's your sweat equity. But leverage is your equity at the 100 grand to 500 grand mark. Again, leverage systems, training, onboarding, partnerships, you know, uh, uh, creating sort of affiliate programs, etc. Okay, which links to the third point of 11, which is you've got to let go to grow. That means you've got to get out of operations. That means you've got to trust people. That means you've got to focus on vision, uh, on strategy. That means you've got to trust that there's going to be some mistakes made in your business as you let go of full control of the brand. You know, maybe if people start writing copy for you, they start managing some of your social media. People start managing other people. You know, when you're at half a million a year, you may even have another layer of management. There's you, there's the ops manager, and then the ops manager manages people. Now, they're going to manage those people differently to you. But, you know, why have a dog and bark yourself? There is no point hiring someone and then micromanaging them. So are you able to let go to grow? And that is a really big challenge for most entrepreneurs because they're perfectionists uh, or they, you know, they want something, everything done a really, a really particular way. Now, sometimes your staff can do things better than you. And if you let go, um, you know, they can actually help you grow your organization and liberate you to do the things that you should do. I believe when you're in the 100 to 500 grand range, the key result areas for you in your business are strategy, vision, ideation, creativity, leadership, uh, and not accountancy, accounts, bookkeeping, maybe not even management. I mean, you've probably got to manage your ops manager or your MD, maybe your PA, but everyone else um, should be managed in like a hierarchy. Okay, so 
The fourth thing to go from 100 grand to 500 grand a year is working out what your key result areas are and your income generating tasks are and focusing specifically on those and not all the other tasks. So you, you've, your five to seven key result areas are the, the areas in that you do that serve your business's vision the best. So for me, it's training trainers. Um, so I used to train, used to run events for many years. I did 250 uh, day events in one year. Um, then I stepped back from doing the training to train trainers. And now my company does 850 training days in a year. Now, I couldn't do 850 training days in a year. I could do 365 and probably die at the end of the year. So if I make my key result area training trainers, which, by the way, in the short term doesn't make me money or can reduce my income slightly, because if I go from doing 250 training days a year, which might make my company a million quid, I step back and don't do as many of those. The income drops slightly. But then if I train five trainers who can do 200 days each, then we've got uh, a thousand training days. And so then my income goes up significantly and then they can go globally. Um, so working out what your key result areas are that take your business to the next level. And like I said, training trainers was um, one of mine. Strategy vision uh, is another one of mine. Creating key uh, partnerships and forging alliances uh, is another one of those. And of course, when you're at zero to 100 grand a year, it's all sales, marketing and operational stuff. You've got to get out of the... Sometimes entrepreneurs, well, most of the time entrepreneurs, they, they feeling busy uh, is what we, we need to feel that we've done a lot uh, and we only feel like we've achieved something if we've done a lot. But that kind of busyness delusion is that you can be busy on all the wrong things and you can be busy on the low value technical things. Steve Jobs was famous for going for long walks with partners to you know, come up with ideas and discuss the future uh, of a business. So. You've got to get, get over this need to be busy and think more about, you, you know, like having good ideas uh, and navigating the way through your industry to the top. OK, five then is partnerships, joint ventures, running ads, getting referrals. So when you've got, gone up to 100 grand a year, you've probably picked all the low hanging fruit, you know, the contacts that you've got the followers you've got on social media, friends, family, you know, everyone that probably could buy that you already knew has probably already bought your products or service. Now you have to start scaling that through advertising, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, newspaper ads, whatever, creating partnerships, alliances, um, doing joint ventures and reciprocal promotions, brand endorsements, getting referrals. This is the next level. Um, no more low hanging fruit. You've actually got to now invest, spend uh, to grow. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, that's a challenge because maybe you're not used to that culturally when you've gone from zero to 100K. Now, when you do that, you've got to test and measure. You've got to make sure you track all your KPIs because you don't just want to be um, throwing money for the sake of it. OK, number six then is managing and monitoring all your key performance indicators. So KPIs. So once you get between 100 and 500 grand a year, you may start getting some wastage. You can keep your eye on everything when you're doing 100 grand a year, because if you think about it, that, that's not much. Um, it's a few hundred. Is it a few hundred quid a day? What's that? What's that? Um, someone just put in the comments. What is 100,000 divided by 365? Um, it's not a lot. Um, but once you're at half a million quid, uh, obviously, it's five times as much. So there's going to be wastage. You know, maybe you're going to be spending um, marketing money for either no return or it's not tracked. There's, you know, there's staff and you can't probably keep an eye on everything that they're doing 24 hours a day. So if you track all of your key performance indicators, 
Now, I have an 11 page marketing key performance indicators document uh, that I created uh, to track all the main KPIs in marketing. Uh, so I'll come back to that. So a couple of people have just put it's £273 or it's £273.97. There you go. I said 300 quid a day. That's not bad. It's pretty easy to, to monitor £300 a day income. But as that gets more and more and more from different sources, that gets harder to track. So you must track everything. Start now. Start small. Because once you're at £20 million a year business, you've got probably, well, you've got hundreds of KPIs to track. And it's really hard. And uh, putting all the systems and the back end and the tracking and the analytics in gets really hard. Um, you know, as you get bigger. So start small, start now, uh, just monitor some basic KPIs like lifetime client value, cost per lead, cost per sale, etc. cetera. Uh, and then as you grow, it will get easier and just keep adding them. You know, when I started my KPIs, I probably just managed five or six, um, all the conversion rates, um, you know, on, on the online marketing that I did. And maybe every week or two weeks when I'm going through my KPIs, I'm like, oh man, there's a bit of wastage there, better track that. There's a bit of wastage there, better track that. And then I read some books, um, so uh, maximum acquisition cost, uh, what's the maximum you can pay to acquire a client? I got that from the book, uh, personal MBA, uh, by Josh Kaufman. Uh, and so there's some good, um, KPIs in the book scaling up by Vern Harnish. Uh, and you just each week or month, as you track your KPIs, you add more and you add more and you add more. Um, you know, as I, I remember that we had one year, we had quite a lot of staff leaves. So I thought, shit, I better track, um, how many staff leaves. So then you track staff, staff turnover. And then when you realize there's quite a few staff who are sick or, um, you know, maybe you've had a really big growth year. And so a few staff um, have, uh, have a little bit of stress and you, you manage, measure um, sickness and absenteeism, etc. You just build them as you go. OK, um, if you want to get your hands on that document, by the way, just put a yes uh, in the thread, that marketing and KPIs document. I'll find a way of getting that to you. And um, there's about 120 KPIs um, that we track in our business that I've put in there for your use. Uh, all right, then number seven, and this is really important. You are now a marketing company. Uh, and I think that a lot of people don't realize they're a marketing company. I know so many businesses, coaches, consultants, trainers, um, etc. cetera. Uh, they think that they're a coach. They think that they, their product or their service or the solution is their business, but they don't do any marketing. Uh, and you have to realize that you're a marketing business because without leads that you convert into clients, you do not have a business. You do not have income. So you must remember that you're a marketing business, which means like if you have a shop, you could have the best stock and the best cashier system and the most amazing sales staff in the shop that when you go in, you know, really friendly and helpful and pretty good at upselling. I remember when I got my Tom Ford suit for my wedding, I went in there thinking I needed a suit. I ended up buying a thousand quid pair of shoes. I ended up buying a second shirt. The shirts are 500 quid each. Ended up buying a waistcoat for about a grand. Um, all this stuff I didn't think I needed, two ties, uh, because they, they were really good at cross-selling me and upselling me, all the other stuff. But Tom Ford can't sell anything unless I go in the shop. So going in the shop is marketing and everything else in the shop is sales. So you are now a marketing business. Embrace running webinars, leveraging social media, multiple streams of leads, uh, and um, investing in advertising. There's nothing wrong with uh, being a marketing company. A lot of people are a bit reticent to do sales and marketing or they procrastinate actively. Oh, I'm going to make my product perfect. I'm going to have the best product in the world. My product will sell itself because it's so good. No, your product doesn't sell itself. You have to sell it. You are a marketing company. And if you are not, your competitors are and all your potential clients are going to go to them. OK, number eight, then you probably need a real office. 
You know, when you're at the zero to 100 grand level, you might work on your laptop around the world or you might, uh, you know, work in a little bedroom somewhere. But, you, you know, you're not going to have four or five staff that are going to come to your house and work there. Um, so you might need a serviced office, you know, just like on, on a rolling monthly. You don't want to go and buy a massive building that you, you can't afford necessarily. Uh, so, yeah, you're probably going to need an office. You're going to get it's quite fun working at home when you start your business. Um, but you find after a while working from home, you don't have that creativity of bouncing off each other. Maybe the kids are around or you, you just don't feel like you're growing. Sometimes it's good to go out to an office and to have a team and have a little meeting room and all that kind of stuff. So at the 100 grand to 500 grand level, now it's time to get your office. Now, Mark and I started in my little two bedroom, um, tiny dining room, which wasn't big enough to have a dining room table. We went to Ikea, got some really cheap furniture. We got a fold out boardroom table because uh, the room wasn't big enough to actually have it folded out the whole time. Let's kind of move everything around to unfold it. And we had our board meetings around this tiny desk. But after a while, when my mum and uh, an estate agent that was working for us and Mark's mum were working in my um, living room while we were working in the dining room, it just wasn't sustainable. So we went to Estate Agents Row and we hired a, a small office, which was about twice the size of this room that we're in now. So if you look at this room here, it was, oh, rotate your phone. Okay, I won't do that again. Uh, so it wasn't very big. I don't know, 300 square feet. I don't know, that was a rough guess. Um, but we could fit sort of six staff in there. Uh, and it was all serviced, all inclusive bills and you, you on a rolling monthly contract. And then as we grew, we were able to take the room next door and the room next door and the room next door and the room next door. Um, and then when we were at the sort of um, seven figure level, then we actually bought our own office space. But um, 500 grand to a million, a million to 5 million, 5 million to 10 million, 10 million to 20 million. They're all next parts of the series. Um, okay, next then is you need to move away probably from friends and family and sort of getting help and doing swapsies and, um, you know, having staff that aren't properly on the books and paid properly. You know, they're sort of consultants or outsourcers. You probably need to move away from all of that um, and, you know, proper recruitment processes and policies and, you know, interviewing people and doing personality and profile tests on them and having onboarding and having really good contracts um, you know, of, of employment and an HR and handbook and someone responsible for HR. Uh, th these are all the things that you need to now consider um, because you are probably now a real business and a real company. OK, number 10, then um, a zero to 100 grand level, you're really just looking at the money you can make. Um, but uh, 100 grand to 500 grand level, you have benefit from saving as well because you don't have much overhead or you shouldn't at the zero to 100 grand level. But when you get to 500 grand, you can find you've got loads of direct debits coming out that you probably don't use anymore. And you're starting to get all these expenses, which seem a bit wasteful. So, um, you know, Mark, every year he does a really big audit of the company. Well, maybe every six months. He's really good at that. He's just done one on me recently. And it, it was useful. A bit painful for us both, but it was useful. But Mark will do an audit. And he'll basically go, right, right, check all the printers, uh, check all the stationery, check all the direct debits, check the bank accounts, check the way the invoices are being signed, check the, um, the, the POs, the purchase orders. Uh, and because because usually what happens is you grow, you grow, you grow, you grow, you grow, you get wasteful. You have a little bit of a cull and you go back nice and lean again. And then you grow, you grow, you grow, you grow, you grow, you get wasteful and then you have a cull. Um, I don't know. Poonam found it funny that Mark did an audit on me, but he did. He said I had too many um too many PAs, too much admin on me. And it had got a bit wasteful because I've got so busy this year. All through choice, by the way, I've just been like focused on growth, top line, growth, top line, growth, top line. I mean, I haven't submitted my expenses for months. It's just all a mess. Um, and, you know, because that's the cost of growth. 
Um, so yeah, a little bit of an internal edit and a cull every sort of six months is really good practice. Mark always says stationary companies come in, they win our business by saying, oh, you can save on this and save on this and save on this. And they sneakily just change the product codes and they just up the price and up the price and eat the price up and up and up and up and up. So you have to keep an eye on all these things. Staff get wasteful. They, you know, maybe spend stuff instead of getting the purchase order number and all that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah. Now, usually the person who's really good at the growth is not the person who's really good at the cost saving and vice versa. So, you know, you may want your accountant or your um, bookkeeper or someone in operations focusing on the saving of the cost. And then maybe you, you're focused on the growth and the top line. I'm the kind of top line growth driver in our business. And then Mark and some of our finance team, they're more they're looking at the costs. And there's sometimes a struggle between those two because it's a different thought process. And what you don't want to do is spend, you know, two weeks saving a tenner when you could have made an extra 10 grand. But you don't want to get wasteful either, which is easy to do. Now, Mark and I, when we did this little internal audit of some of the admin that was around me and various other things, we've saved uh, over £100,000 a year. Now, that £100,000 a year is going to go right on the bottom line. Whereas if I made £100,000 a year, there's going to be um, tax, um, VAT, uh, corporation tax, employers, national insurance, employees. National, there's going to be all this money that's going to come off it. And it might, you might end up only making an extra 40 grand on it. OK, right. Uh, our software, that, those prices go up and up and up. You know, we use Infusionsoft. Those go, that gets up and up and up and out of control. So you want to make sure that that's all lean. Uh, and then number 11 is uh, at this level um, of 100 grand to 500 grand a year, you can now start getting referrals. Now, when you just got a few customers, you're not really going to get that many referrals. But at 100 grand, 500 grand, you might have quite a, a good few customers. So we built a, a full on um, ambassador program uh, where we have incentives and rewards and coaching and private groups for our ambassadors. Um, and we, we, we mentor and coach them to refer people to us. We give them systems and processes to make that easy to do. Uh, and we also reward them financially. So going and asking for referrals as part of your sales strategy, looking after your best clients and getting them to, to bring people to you, um, ambassador parties, you know, giving them gifts, letting them know that they can earn really good rewards for referring people that will draw extra money out of your existing assets rather than having to go and spend a load of money. All right, great then. So let me summarize the 11 uh, and then I hope you found this useful. This is going to be on the money podcast. Um, I have two podcasts. I don't even know if you knew that. Um, so if you just search money, Rob Moore on Stitcher or iTunes, the recording of this is going to be on there. All right. So how to go from 100 grand a year to 500 grand a year in the shortest possible time. Number one, the four main stuff you probably need, at least to start with, are PA stroke admin, operations, sales and marketing. Uh, number two, stop working harder and start working smarter through leverage, through systems, through training. Because uh, when you get to capacity, the only way you can grow is getting a lot of the, the stuff that you do out for other people to do so you can scale. Which leads me to number three, in order to grow, you must let go. So you need to let go of most, if not all operations. So you can do strategy, sales, leadership, growth, etc. Vision. Number four, your key result areas and income generating tasks must be clear. And that must be at a bigger level than when you're at zero to 100 grand level. Number five, forming alliances, partnerships, joint ventures, getting referrals, running ads are now kind of your next mission, if you like, should you choose to accept it. Um, uh, that helps you scale um, without maybe too much uh, wastage of cost. Um, but you can't just rely on your low hanging fruit anymore. Number six, you must track and measure all the key performance indicators. Uh, you cannot master what you do not measure. Uh, number seven, you are now a marketing company. You must understand you're a marketing company. You are not just a product. You are not just 
oh, my product will sell itself. No, it won't. Your marketing does. Number eight, you might probably need a real office now. Um, and, you know, you probably need a proper accountant and proper tax advice. Uh, and you are a real business now. Uh, number nine, uh, move away from friends and family and sort of doing products and services in exchange without actually uh, doing a payment. You are a real business. Act like one. Um, number 10, start saving money, not just making it because there's a load of wastage uh, that kicks in. Stationary printers, direct debit, subscription software, etc. And then number 11, get referrals, build an ambassador program and get your best customers referring to you. All right. So a couple more things before we go. This is going to be on the money podcast. Um, if you're listening to the money podcast, you already know that. Um, I've got three more in this series. Now, I'm not doing them each week. I'm sort of dotting them about um, just for fun and to keep you on your toes. So next in this series is going to be how to go from 500 grand to a million. Next is a million to five million. Next is a five million to 10 million. Next is 10 million to 20 million. Then there'll probably be a bit of a break for, I don't know, a year or two, because uh, 20 million is about the level where I am. So once I've got the 50 million, then I'll do the 20 million to 50 million training. And then maybe in a few years, I'll do the 50 million to, a, to 100 million. Um, and one more thing, uh, my Facebook supporter program has gone absolutely wild. I have nearly 800 supporters now. I've only launched this last week. Facebook are testing a very few influencers, giving us the supporter badge, where for a tiny monthly um, fan supporter fee of just £3.49, um, you get um, advanced content, exclusive content. I have added Ask Me Anythings once a week. I did one the day before yesterday. Um, I'm doing random meetups through the year, big discounts on events. Um, I'm actually launching a brand new personal development event, the first one we've done in eight years. And I'm thinking about doing one just for supporters as well. Um, uh, we we uh, go from go out for dinner from time to time. Um, Facebook only asks for two things. I've added about eight things in. Uh, there's a, a WhatsApp group uh, with us all in. I'm doing one-to-one calls twice a year for 10 minutes for the first 100. So, yeah, my supporter program, I, I believe I've made it the best in the world. I've not seen one that's better. But there aren't that many people who've been graced with the supporter button. I have. So if you go on my Facebook page, Rob Moore Progressive, that's Rob Moore Progressive. Just search it on Facebook. There's a blue button which says become a supporter. Um, hey, look, I don't need the £3.49 a month and that's not going to make me rich. Um, but honestly, we've got something really special and amazing and connected, this really intense community of supporters. Uh, and you're getting probably £349, if not £3,499 worth of value for that. Um, so just find that button, become a supporter on my page, Rob Moore Progressive. Uh, and um, yeah, let me give you great content, exclusive content uh, first before anyone else. Um, and uh, yeah, I really want to go in big on the supporter program because I think the world of content is changing. I think that free is going to start getting less and less um, valuable and important. There's just so much information out there. How do you know what's good? And I think the premium content is, um, you know, not, not a huge amount of money, but a small premium, uh, I think, is where people are, are going to want to move towards so that they don't have the ads. Um, you know, so that they can get the better quality content and so they connect with people like you. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.